one of the things that people will often say, for example, if you admit that you've just finished a book or even just read a book, is what's it about? And my book is really about why you can't answer that question fairly, properly. The book's about several things, but one of them is the notion that things can't be summarized, can't be compressed, can't be reduced to a few words or sentences. Because if they could be reduced to a few words or sentences, why would one write the book? And people find this really quite annoying, frustrating, and almost a kind of condemnation or a, an admission of guilt, at any rate, because they think that if you know what you're writing about, you should be able to explain it in a few words. In other words, they assume compressibility. They assume that an idea that takes, I think, something like 250,000 words to write can be summarized in a few, a few dozen at most. And the book is really saying that this is a mistake, and it's saying that this is a very serious mistake a mistake that human beings make all the time for very good reason because life is short and we've got a lot to do and we've got a lot to learn and everything has to be in a sense compressed and processed and simplified and so on but reality isn't compressible it's only our intellectual grasp of it, our intellectual framing of it, our concepts, if you like, that make it appear compressible. And the idea behind this goes really quite a long way. If you've listened to some of the earlier episodes of this podcast, you'll have heard me get a little bit irritated by the way we use collective nouns so that we talk about the French, or the Chinese, or the Russian, Russians, or even the British, as though we're naming some clearly defined entity. But what that involves is trying to get more bangs for our buck than they legitimately give us. We use words... And let me say again, there are lots of very good reasons why we do this. I'm not suggesting that it isn't a necessity, but we use words as shorthands for things that are very much more complicated than the words themselves give the impression that they are. And what this will mean is that if one takes a word like the French, or an expression like the French, it gets used in millions of contexts, literally millions of contexts, not all of them compatible, not all of them saying the same thing about the same um, national identity, 
But once we use a word, the rest of the meanings tend, as you might say, to piggyback. And that's one of the reasons why we generalize and why we tend to think wrongly again that people are either always right or always wrong. And that's one of the reasons why people become nationalistic or even racist, which is that they summarize the French and then pick on a very small number of attributes, perhaps the ones they don't like very much, and the rest of the nation get tarred with the same brush. Or we do the same thing with a word like justice or even freedom or worst perhaps of all truth these words get used in ways that attempt to grasp what's very close to being the infinite it's certainly exceptionally large concepts but they grasp the infinite with the finite they systematically simplify and treat as compressible ideas that are not. And the book is saying, one of the things the book is saying, at great length, is that we just can't do that with impunity. We may need to do it, because we may need to refer to things using this kind of shorthand. Indeed, if we didn't use this kind of shorthand, how on earth would we refer to some things? Well, I would argue that we would probably do better not to refer to a supposed group called the French or the British or anything else because it's not a homogenous, simple thing. Uh, the group, as we name it, actually doesn't exist at all. Uh, so perhaps we should get out of that habit and maybe that would help us to get out of the racist, nationalistic habits as well. So if we use words like justice and freedom and truth with such gay abandon, but again out of necessity, the detail, the detail of what they're talking about needs to be borne in mind. Or at least the fact that these words aren't simple and they're not denoting anything simple so that when we use them as if they did, and we do a great deal of that, we are mangling the nature of reality. The phrase that is from, from the ancient world that is used for this is to call it a Procrustean thing. Procrustes was an innkeeper who had the rather bizarre and macabre habit of either stretching his guests to fit his beds or lopping their feet off to make them shorter so that they fitted his beds. And we talk about a Procrustean uh, activity as something that either stretches or compresses something to fit some preconceived idea, some preconceived notion. And, of course, the habit of referring to nations like the French or complex concepts like justice, freedom and truth has that Procrustean quality about it that we either treat something as much more simple than it is which is like shortening it 
or we treat it as something that we want to make more than it is, which is stretching it. Well, we do perhaps less of the stretching than we do of the compressing. So when somebody says to me, what's your book about? The answer is, it's about the fact that I can't answer that question or can't legitimately answer that question because if I could, I wouldn't have written the book. Now, someone will say, oh, come on, that's, that's a bit pretentious, isn't it? Surely you can say in a few words, roughly, and I, indeed, you're about to tell me, or if you've not thought it already, haven't I just done exactly that? Well, yes, I have. I've, I've touched on some of the themes that run through it. But if you think that I've said enough to give the full flavour of the richness of those ideas, then I'm afraid you're mistaken, because I simply can't do that. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that uh, a, a German called Wilhelm von Humboldt talked about using the finite to grasp the infinite. And I think that we do use the finite to grasp the infinite all the time, and in a way that it is extremely useful but also extremely dangerous and assuming that things are compressible is something that leads us astray into the territory where we become nationalistic or partisan or xenophobic and start talking silly nonsense about the French or Europeans or whoever and of course we do it about people as well. And that then becomes one of the features of our habit of using words as names. Names are, again, extraordinarily useful. And you might say to somebody, have you listened to John's podcast? Well, John is a reference to me. And the podcast is a reference to these voice notes. So it's very helpful to be able to say that. but. When you use a word like John, you're pointing to something that is much more complicated than that word might give reason to believe. And all our names, not just of people, but of things, are similarly much more complicated than we often think they are. And the words that we use in a language are used with enormous nuance by competent language users far more nuanced than can possibly be uh, contained or referenced in a dictionary definition and one of the things that naming somebody does is to threaten to reduce them to some simple category which leads us to say things like oh I don't like John well, which bits don't you like? All of me? Uh, or bits of me? What is it? I don't like is a very summative thing rather than a thing that identifies individual bits of John and uh, decides which of them to like and which of them perhaps not to like so much. And that's very similar, as I'm sure is obvious, to the French, whom we either like or dislike in their entirety on the basis of an absolutely ridiculous 
Procrustean simplification and use of a word. So what's the book about? Or what are these podcasts about? Why would you listen to what must now be nearly 180 of them when they could, at least according to this theory of what are they about, be summarized in just a sentence? And you say, yeah, but you've said what they're about. They're about unmaking sense. Yeah, and they're about not mortgaging the present to the future. Yeah. But what that means is something that can only really be appreciated, and then again, only in part, if we replay them, just as a book can only be appreciated if it's read, and then reread, and then reread, because it's got qualities that can't be summarized in a few words. So, what's the book about? I invite you to read it and find out.